0: Down here to win championships. Not one championships.
1: Not LeBron, tell us about that. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again.
0: Welcome everybody to another episode of the Battered Heat Fans Podcast. I am your host, the fill-in host. For Danny, he's not here, he's on vacation So we're also missing Italy Jets, so that's why you only see two Beautiful faces here And uh, and yeah We're here to rock and roll And one thing I want to mention uh, You know, before we get Into the show is, hey Danny was right We went on this streak that he Mentioned we needed to go on, so You know, it's good to be back Especially after three wins, we got a lot To talk about Uh, But for the most part, you know, everything is is looking good, Danny. I got Solana with me, guys. And uh, Solana, how's everything going, brother?
1: Good, man, good. Like, you know, and the boys know in the chat, I'm actually in New York. Uh, You know, I got here yesterday and I was in the city. It was nice to to walk around the city yesterday and yell at some Knicks fans. Um, But, you know, today I got to spend the day in the city with my son. It was beautiful. Got to Central Park. And now I'm just kind of hanging out in Long Island, uh, you know, for the weekend with my sister, my brother-in-law. So little family time. Uh, but look, man, all I could tell you, and you, you said it. All I could think about all day today was, man, man, I got, I got to go on the show today, you know, with Danny. And he, he, he said they were going to go three and zero, and we all said they were going to go two and yeah. one. And he, he nailed it on the head, man. And now he's not here. Now he's not here to, to you know, to, to to claim his fame to the to the you know to, to the prediction. But it is what it is, bro. I have to congratulate him on text.
0: Well, yeah, and yeah, he's unfortunately he's not here to bask in the glory of his prediction of going three and zero. But it's funny because he mentioned it. It's three and zero run. We're back to five hundred, so it seems like everything's going to be good to go. Um, but again, you know, uh, whenever something I guess good happens to the Heat. It seems like something bad falls right behind it. So uh, before we start talking about anything else, I want to get to some of the biggest news, I guess, as of now is uh, we got Tyler Hero that he's got a sprained ankle, right? There wasn't really any reports, solid reports made, I believe, yesterday. But then this morning, I kind of picked up that. Maybe there's something going on. Maybe like ten to twelve days. Uh, so, so what's your opinion on that, Solana? I mean, is, is this going to be big or nothing to worry about?
1: I mean, Chris, I read a few reports, you know, before the show, and from what I see, you know, it's it's a grade two ankle sprain, um, yeah. which is pretty, you know, you know, playing sports and like you know, you know, you played ball your know, whole happens. life, you know, it's it's a tough injury to work back from um do i think it's a big hit or no i think it's a huge hit to the heat um you know tyler hero's been your leading scorer so far um you know in, in the first few games of the season here and look he, you know he's been he's been handed the keys to the offense you know on that second unit and now with no tyler hero who's going to handle that second unit but like i said today man this is when spose spose and you know I would not be surprised if, you know, you see, you know, hopefully a Cody Swider, um, you know, you, may, you might see a Jamal Kane if he's back from injury, you know, one of these two-way players slot in and, you know, you might see some, some magic, man. You, you never know.
0: Well, and the funny thing about it is, and I don't look at this injury as too big of a hit, uh, but one thing that I did realize after he got injured is how much the team really funnels a lot of their play through Tyler Hero. And he's a great player, you know, so I, I completely understand that. But uh, I did find it very, I guess, comforting that the team was able to sort of collect themselves together after the injury and play effective without such a force like tyler hero is so that's something that was yeah. sort of you know okay to see
1: i mean you're talking about the memphis grizzlies here so I, you know, yeah. I i think the heat the heat could have put in you know half of their g league and some of their bench and, and and possibly you know scratched and clawed out a win you know from from the fedex forum there but uh if it's still called that you know i don't, I don't even remember if it's still called that anymore but uh, you know that, that that's my opinion on on the Grizzlies, man. Without without you know their star player, you know without Ja in there, it, it's it's almost it's almost a free for all. I mean, I think they they're possibly the worst team in the NBA without Ja, and you know I think it, the Heat, you know, we expected that to be a win, you know, always. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought the, the the game that we, we were going to suffer in was going to be that Lakers game, but we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. I know you want you know you want to talk about the Lakers game. I was there, so you know we'll get some some comments about you know what the atmosphere was like in there. It was it was freaking awesome. It was a playoff like atmosphere, but we'll we'll get into that a little later. Let's let's keep talking about this Tyler Hero man. Like like, like I said, uh, you don't think it's a big hit. I think it's a big hit in the fact that you know Tyler Hero and the team were creating some sort of you know, collusion, you know, or so, you know, some sort of like some cohesion. Yes, ex- exactly. You know, we were getting the guys back from injury. Highsmith was back. He was playing good. And so, you know, really he was leading that second unit. And I think the biggest part of his injury, you know, big hit or not is it leaves a huge hole in that second unit. You don't have that leader that, you know, we, you know, we had in the second unit. You might now have to look to a, a Josh Richardson yeah. to lead that second unit who, he hasn't been doing too well. Or like I said, maybe, you know, a two-way player, uh, you know, like I said, a, a Swider, a Jamal Kane, uh, possibly a Drew Smith uh, could be somebody, you know, Drew Smith who, who signed that contract right before the season started. Hey, man, he, he he might be the one to fill in those shoes and and you might see, you know, somebody explode onto the scene like a Gabe Vincent did a couple of years ago or, you know, like like a Max Juice did a couple years ago. So, like I said, this is the time to pose. You got to hold on you know, to the rope and, you know, and, and you just got to stick, you know, stick to the plan and, 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 you know, get, just get it done. Find a way to claw it out. Keep basketball. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, that's the one thing, I guess, that,
0: like you said, when Spo suppose things work out and he's going to, the good thing is, is that he typically finds a way to be able to get others involved that are off the bench. And the one thing that the heat has always had historically is that they've had their bench players make such an impact that it's extremely noticeable. They really step up in, 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 in big opportunities when they actually get those opportunities. So that's that's why I'm not really too nervous about what's happening with Tyler Hero. I mean, look, an ankle sprain is an ankle sprain. And obviously, you know, that kind of thing takes some time to heal from uh, because you're constantly on your feet. You're making very quick and sudden movements. But I think in, in terms of uh, Tyler Hero, I think he's going to be fine in, in, in two to three weeks. And I think we'll be, you know, back on the ball, you know, for 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 use of a lesser term.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, and and the other thing is looking at the schedule ahead. I mean, you know, we've got the Hawks, we've got the Spurs, we've got the Hornets, the Nets again. Um, yeah. You know, and then back back to back the Bulls. You know, I think there's a lot of winnable games in there without a Tyler Hero and where we might see, like you said, one of those spo guys come in like that. He just plugs yeah. into his system and just blow up. And you know, as as a heat, you know, as a you know, like heat lifer, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for another Max Drews. I'm hoping for another Gabe Vincent because that's the kind of lightning in a bottle that just gets your season going. And right now, it's been a sluggish start to the season. It's been kind of boring, hasn't it?
0: Well, and and it's funny that you mentioned lightning in a bottle. You know, kind of this uh spur of the moment sort of deal here. I'll move on to the next topic, which just kind of came up to me while we were, you know, talking a little bit, is Udonis Haslam, Dade County for Life mayor, okay, is announced to be uh, the VP of Basketball Development. Is this essentially just a way for the Heat to be like, we're co-signing anything that's Miami-Dade at this point, and this is a great move? Or is this something that's kind of just looked at as like, well, you know, Ud's always hanging around anyway, so like whatever, let's just give him the title.
1: I think it's a little bit of both, man. So look, I said it last week when we were on the show. You know, Ud at practice, Ud was talking to the boys. You know, after that one and four start, and. You know, I I said it made a big difference. And, and we we you know we all kind of joked and we're like, yeah, but he's always kind of been there. And he's like, yeah. you know, the coach that's like, you know, just kind of played once in a while. And then a couple of days later, that kind of popped up. Right. So it's interesting, you know, that it popped up after he was at practice a couple of days. Who knows? It might have made a difference. You know, again, UD is one of those players that young guys, you know, someone like a Bam Adebayo that he drafted sure. four or five years ago he really, really looks up, you know, to UD. And so, look, at the end of the day, UD is UD, man. Tears, well, and, real five, and you know. And,
0: and that's one of the things that, that gets the players sort of risen up is this, this intensity that UD has. And he's sort of – the one thing that I really like about him is he has that sort of – Like attitude of like old school basketball, and I love that. Like if 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 Danny if Danny would be here, he'd definitely agree with me. Like I love '90s basketball where it's just in your face. Let's fight. Let's get physical. And that's one thing that I think that that Udonis Haslem definitely brings, and I think it's a good thing that he brings to this team because that's something that's somewhat of an intangible statistic. That you're not gonna find on the stat sheet, and that's something that when you when you bring that up into players, players definitely turn into like a completely different animal, and so that's one thing where I think, yeah, I mean, they they sort of you know pandered to the Heat fans, the Heat culture deal, where it's like, okay, let's bring UD and just you know, UD is here, but at the right. same time, like. A team like the Heat, who carries this sort of culture image, they do need someone that contributes not just in a way of, you know, we need to get everybody shot on point, we need to be able to structurally have the play set, but like somebody that can be able to set their minds in a way where it's like, we're here. This is all or nothing. This is us.
1: So that's one thing that I look forward to. Yeah, UD is that type of player. I mean, you're talking about a player – who's been around Pat Riley one of the probably premier motivators in yeah. the National Basketball Association over the last what 40 40 years of uh, you know yes. of existence in the NBA then since he's been there and so you've got a UD who's been around this guy I mean I don't know if you remember but back in the you know in the 06 run you know, yeah, they yeah. had that big pot where they threw in all those yes, papers the of 15, all those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the 15 strong. And that's where that kind of started. And then now in the LeBron you know, era, LeBron, D-Wade, and Bosch. I mean, yes. who really was the guy behind the scenes kind of pulling the strings in there? It had to be UD. Really, at the end, well, he was the enforcer. He was like the guy protecting his boys all the time.
0: I felt like him and Chris Anderson were those guys. I felt I like him be. and Chris Anderson were definitely those guys, and let me tell you something. If I was the Heat, I'd kind of, you know, I mean, I don't know where the hell Chris Anderson is these days, but like if he's not playing basketball, I'd bring him over too, because that's one player during that time that he like. When you're talking about serving Heat culture, he ate it like platefuls worth. So absolutely, I I would I would bring him in just to have him like hang out like once a week. You know what I mean? So. Chris Anderson, Birdman, if you're watching, which I don't know if you are, but if you are, you need to get yourself down to to the Heat Arena. What is it, Kaseya Center or whatever? And just right, man, just, we still call it the
1: AAA though. Like let, let's yeah,
0: it. it's the AAA. So, all right. So enough about UD and pandering about the Heat culture. Let's get back to what Danny predicted, which was the Heat three and O winning streak. So we'll kind of just gloss over game by game. So right after our last episode, uh, our episode three last Thursday, we went up against the same, I believe it was the same Thursday. We went up against Washington, and we won 121 to 114, and that game seemed like, you know, we had pretty pretty much great control. Um, but for the most part, one thing that I noticed, which is very heat-wise, is we lost the fourth quarter, Right. We still won the game by seven points, but I mean, we got dominated in the fourth quarter. I mean, we're talking about 34 tied at the first quarter. We got 26, po- we got six more points in the second. We ended up getting, I think it was uh, 15, 14 points on the third, and then we lost by 13 points in the fourth quarter, but we ended up winning the game anyway. Um, what were your thoughts on the, on the Wizards game? Because when I was watching it, you know Tyler Hero was super effective I think he ended up having a double double close to a triple double that game and and Kyle Kuzma of course just you know goes off he gets 22 points not much of a contribution from you know from his other teammates but what was your feel of the game between the Wizards and the Heat?
1: Yeah so I mean I want to start off with know what everybody wanted to talk about i mean the really that game of the season i mean it it was the in-game tournament you know the the you know the the season premiere of the in-game tournament for the heat i mean and let's really let's get into those courts chris bro of course what i mean what do you think about those courts and i'm not talking about just the heat in particular because in my opinion i mean the heat was disgusting but that you know that's just my opinion um, but all around the league, I didn't think the courts were like that great. The only one I liked was the Indiana Pacers court. That was the only court that I thought was like pretty cool. Or whatever. Everybody else, yeah. Was, eh. Well, eh.
0: I I think it's a good look. I think it's definitely different. I think it's something that um, it's something that I think appeals to the younger fans cuz you know what you know what you know what the 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 NBA doing this to their courts remind me of it sort of reminds me of the whole NBA 2K street thing that's going on where it's like they take a generic court and they just kind of paint over it and put stuff that just is sort of eye catching and so i feel like that's what they're kind of doing is that they what they're doing is they're pandering to sort of the younger audience with this i think it doesn't look bad. I think it's a, a really good look. I think can it be improved upon for sure. Um, you know the whole heat culture. I mean, like, I mean, look. I, I think I've said it before. Like, I feel like the heat culture is just getting shoved down everybody's face. So, like, when they put, what is it? They put like a bunch of stuff like right by the no, free but- throw line.
1: Yeah, but that was a different court. Monday was a different court. So, Oh, let, that's let, right. Let, yes, yes. Let, let, let's not get it twisted. Monday's court, now, when we get into Monday's game, I'll have my opinion on Monday's court, but I thought Monday's court was fantastic. Uh, I see Richard Greenberger there is saying, I hate everything about this NBA in-season tournament. Look, I, I have, have to disagree, you know, Richard. I got to disagree with you. I love everything about this in-game, you know, in-season tournament. I think it can be tweaked. little bit better and i think we'll see you know the 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 owners and the league do that over the next couple years but i think it's fantastic i think it's a little gimmicky you know with with you know we're gonna pay out we're we're gonna pay out you know the winners of uh, you know everybody five hundred thousand dollars whatever i don't think they need the money i don't think that but i think they could do something really really cool with this in season tournament if they, you know, if they were to do it, especially, you know, you and I being soccer guys or, you know, knowing the soccer culture, of we know that they have these types of in game, you know, in season tournament. So I think they do have an opportunity, but, you know, well, you know, it is what it is going back to the game, Tyler hero, fantastic game, but the topic that has been basically, you know, the never ending topic on the show has been the heat keep losing the fourth quarter. And you mentioned yeah. it again, the heat lost the fourth quarter again and big and it's been that that way all season long and i mentioned it at the, in, in one of the first uh episodes the third quarter well the third quarter not the third quarter anymore we man, ended now. up doing
0: very well in that game on the third
1: quarter yeah we've been doing very well in the third quarter you know and you know basically in every game it's the fourth quarter that's been absolutely brutal for the heat and so you know i'm not gonna say you know i you know i was you know, I was for sure we were going to get a win. Look, I was biting my fingernails. You know, I was, it was iffy in the fourth quarter, man. It's always oh, yeah, iffy in the heat in the fourth quarter. Even if you're up by, you know, 20, uh, you know, it's like, I know I'm not going home early because it's going to be a two-point yeah. game with two minutes left. It's been like that every single game. So that's what I'm expecting going into every game this season. But absolutely, I think it was a great win, a great home win, especially to start the in-season tournament. And look, uh going into that lakers game i think it was good momentum right
0: yeah for sure and and it's like you said they're keeping it close whether they want to or not and for sure it makes for entertaining basketball so far every single game that they've had so you know i guess that's that's really good so we ended up winning the the in-season tournament game against the wizards we move forward to the matchup against the lakers which came this past monday And that was a game that was heavily awaited on everybody's calendar, right? Because LeBron comes back to Miami and we play him on Monday. And that was another game where we sort of squeaked out a win by one point. And we go back to the whole third quarter. We actually led. We actually led by the end of the third quarter. And we ended up having eight points more than them in the third quarter. And we lost in the fourth. They scored ten more points than us in the fourth quarter. Now, Bam Adebayo, on the other hand, he had a really solid game that game, right? Bam Adebayo, he had twenty-two points, ten assists, and he had nineteen total rebounds.
1: He actually had twenty, and, and the league decided to take one away. Let's, to take it let's, away. Let, let's be clear, man. He would. He had I did. First, I noticed. The first that. ever. He had the first ever twenty-twenty triple-double game ever yeah. in league history. And, you know, they they decided to not make it the first ever. So
0: Yeah, was that's terrible. That. Now, that game, like I said, we ended up losing it in the fourth quarter. And again, obviously, LeBron James has the most points for the Lakers. He had 30 points. And then you had Austin Reeves add 23. Not much contribution from anywhere else. I mean, other than, you know, Russell and Wood. But it was a game where... I mean, geez, right down to the wire, like this is insane, you know. So, how how was your perspective from the stadium? How was your well, pers- how was your perspective?
1: I mean, first first and foremost, um, you know, I was really really surprised that there were butts in the seats by seven thirty. Um, I took a I took a buddy of mine uh, who hadn't been to a game in a while, and he was like, "Wow, the stadium's pretty full." Cool uh for a 7:30 game i mean there yeah, wasn't long, yeah, you know yeah. long lines to get in so butts were in the seats day. on a monday right um you know i would say it was a 60 40 crowd maybe even 65 35 heavily lakers there was a let's go lakers chant in the third quarter but getting back into the game uh you know two big things happened in the game um that that you, that you didn't mention and one is Angelo russell ends up getting two technical fouls in a row uh sometime in the third quarter and getting ejected and so D'Angelo Russell doesn't play down the stretch in the fourth quarter. And so you kind of had a two-man game with Austin Reeves and LeBron going on. Also, uh, Anthony Davis got hurt in the second quarter. He looked like he had maybe yeah. pull, pulled his le- uh, his groin or something. So he didn't play much in the second half either. So I think that was, you know, what benefited the Heat. Um, but again, like you said, we're worried about the fourth quarter. Again, you know, we had a big lead going into the third. I think we were up 16-17. Um, yeah. Going into the fourth, you know, we had leads. And then they started chipping away and chipping away. And you could see LeBron going and LeBron going. And then it was back and forth. And this Austin Reeves guy, you know, who, who couldn't oh, even yeah. get, he's you know, a... that he couldn't even get the USA, you know, a gold medal in, in the World Cup. And and who is this guy, bro? He was just lights out, man. Little white boy. I liked him, man. I liked him. You know, I was making fun of him all night. But, oof, boy can play.
0: But he's he's a dangerous player because – and I kind of, I and maybe this is a little too soon to say, but I, I I kind of want to compare him, uh, to 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 Triple J because they're both very versatile players that can be able to contribute from very different angles. So Jaques and him to me are very similar because they can be able to contribute in so many different ways, and. And like you mentioned, right, Russell gets the two techs. And if I don't know if you saw – I mean, I'm pretty sure you saw the stats, but Russell at that point was 6 for 10 with 13 points. So yeah. if he would have stayed in the game, this game definitely would have had a completely different outcome quite possibly.
1: Absolutely. I mean, he was nailing the tray ball all game long. I mean, anytime he was open, he was nailing it. Whenever he got the ball, it was like, oh, no, it was going in. So 100%, oh, yeah. no doubt. I mean, he if he was in – it would have been a complete it would have been a completely different fourth quarter it would have been extremely interesting and it might have gone in the way of the Lakers but you know yeah. fortunately you know Bam uh you know and, and I brought my my shirt that says bam and I wanted to wear it but let me tell you bro it's cold in New York man it's cold. that's why I'm wearing this hat I'm in like the nice. basement here it's cold but let me tell you Bam brought his big boy shorts Bam brought his game I loved it I love seeing Bam cover LeBron. I love seeing Bam. Literally, he covered everybody. That Everybody that was on the court, I think, he covered at one point. And, like, he was just aggressive. It was just his game. And Jimmy quietly putting up 28 points. I mean, you just didn't see him. Like, his name being mentioned. He didn't make yeah. any huge highlight plays, but he quietly put up 28 points. And FYI, so did LeBron. LeBron, yes. other than a couple of, like, fast break dunks, he put up those 30 points, and it didn't seem like – you know, it was a LeBron game. Like, he just yeah. kind of put him up. It was a very quiet game. But it was a weird, weird game for a Heat Lakers. I thought there was going to be some more highlight plays or, you know, just, you know, something crazy. But it was just kind of just a regular Monday night game. It didn't even, like, really feel like a big game other than, you know, the annoying Lakers fans being there.
0: Well, and and you know what I noticed about Bam is that he really gets up for these matchup games. Like, he... when there's games where there's like not much stakes or not much comparison I kind of noticed that he doesn't I don't want to say fit the bill because he plays pretty well but you could really tell the difference in his play when he does play against big names and people that are really you know basically trying to call I don't want to say call him out but essentially try to make him look worse than what he actually is you know right so that's that's one thing that i do like about him is that his intensity his level rises when he does go up against players who maybe think that he isn't good enough or that you know maybe the media says that he's not good enough to cover or play against
1: right 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 you know the other thing i want to mention to you and it's something that we talked about yeah, yeah. Let's see, we'll hear. Yep, I agree, man. Triple J and I was gonna say it earlier in the thing. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna probably be go to him. They're gonna let him handle the rock in that second unit. That's what I think. Yeah. Um. And that's a natural thing. That's why I said I'm hoping somebody lightning in a bottle, man, lightning in a bottle. But can I can I mention? And we talked about this on a former episode. Can I mention Duncan Robinson? His the evolution in his game this season yes. is just next level. Did I not say he had to, you know, do those backdoor cuts or, yes. or you know, he mentioned was gonna that same end up thing on as the well. Bench. We talked about it. We talked about yes. him slashing to the basket. And look, he's doing it, and gives the Heat a completely other option because folks are now having to cover, you know, cover him on that cut, and it's giving other players open threes or even himself an open three because they're now worried about him actually backdoor cut or even you know cutting through a screen or whatever. So. Look, you know, Spoh doing spo things, you know?
0: Well, and let me tell you something. I've been mentioning since the beginning of this podcast, the fact that Duncan Robinson has sort of grown and sort of, uh, you know, started putting extra, you know, play styles in what he does. That's something that helps him. In his. you know, if if you really think about the history of people that are three-point shooters or three-point, you know, killers – right the thing that doesn't kill people is the three-point shot itself it's the fact of whether if they start making those backdoor cuts and they start picking and popping and shooting mid mid mid-ranges you're talking about that the defender really has no way of guarding you so the fact that Duncan Robinson is sort of mixing this into his you know form of play this is something that's opening him up to a wider horizon in terms of being able to score from different angles from different approaches and his three-point shot is gonna be more efficient this year than I think he's ever had in his career, I believe.
1: Well we've seen that already through the first few games. We've seen him be yeah. a little bit more efficient on the you know behind the arc um i mean i, I think that's awesome that, that you mentioned that chris and all that yeah. and it's great for the casual fan that watches a show because the casual fan might not understand the x's and o's of like you know when you backdoor cut or you take a screen oh, yeah. or whatever that you might spread the floor so it's really awesome that you know you can mention that and that you know maybe one of these one of these episodes we'll do one of those i don't know if you did you ever watch back in the day when ron rostein uh would do uh you know the show with jacks and he'd be like in halftime he'd be like all right stop it and then he'd you know like draw on there and yes. show the backdoor cut now he'd be like all right roll it and yes. stop it <laughs> i, I think remember we should do that one of those. i think we should do an x's and o's with chris segment one of these days because i think it would be really really cool for the casual fan to kind of see you analyze the play for them i think i would be really cool maybe, maybe oh my that goodness one days.
0: bring it danny and you're watching danny i know you are let's make it happen I'm super down for that. I am super down. As a matter of fact, I'll even play it out myself playing basketball. So, Oh, man, you're going
1: to go the the Kenny Smith route. Yes, the Kenny Smith route. Yes, I'll run to a
0: big screen and everything, right? (laughs) So speaking about what Danny just mentioned in the comments, right, talking about with Hero out, let's move on to the next game, which happened to be against the Memphis Grizzlies, which – I mean, this game was just last night. And, of course, we ended up winning 108 to 102 to finish our three-game winning streak. And like you mentioned, we could have kind of put, you know, the, we could have put the, the second team together and probably would have had a successful game. Uh, this game obviously went well for us, but we actually had a little bit of a different outcome. We lost in the third quarter by seven points 23 to 30 and in the fourth quarter we ended up actually coming back and then uh we ended up winning by uh we ended up winning the fourth quarter by five points ended up winning the game by six so uh richard greenberg is actually chiming in how long is hero out actually the game that i'm mentioning right now richard that's where he got injured in the fourth quarter uh apparently he is out with a, what was it danny it was a grade uh Grade two uh, cool. ankle sprain,
1: yeah. So they said they're gonna reevaluate him in ten days, um, and then so in around ten days we should know a little bit better uh, how long he'll be out. So possibly ten, possibly yeah. three, you know, three weeks. You never know with a with an ankle sprain. So you know,
0: the only thing, like I mentioned earlier, Richard, is that when it comes to an ankle sprain, especially for a, a such a, I'll tell you, it's easier to come back from an ankle sprain for a big man than it is for a guard. Because guards are very, you know, they're very in and out with their movements, very shifty. And so you really need to, you know, stabilize the ankle in order to be as effective as you were before the injury. So I think that for Tyler Hero, it might take somewhere between three weeks to four weeks in order to really come back effectively. Um and, and look, at this point, to be perfectly honest, Solana, and tell me if I'm wrong here, I think that the Heat need to sort of let him heal as much as possible right now because you don't want to rush him and then risk the fact that he gets injured when the games really do matter.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think we've said it time and time again that for the Heat, the you know the regular season matters to a certain point but only really to get into the playoffs because really Heat are not in it to, you know, be the first, in, you know, in the, in the, in the division, in the conference second, they don't really care. Heat yeah. you know, the, you know, the heats mentality is, you know, we can win on any floor anytime, any day. So, and, you yes. know, we saw it last year, we saw it last year going in as the seed you know, losing the first playing game, then winning the second one, going in as the seed taking out the one seed going to the final. So again, I agree with you 100%. You got to rest hero now. If it takes a month, if it takes a month and a half, you rest him because you got to see what else you have on the roster. You got to see if you need to make a trade later in the season. And, you know, right now, I mean, I don't know, you know, if you've got enough on the roster. I think, you know, we've seen a much more active team over the last couple of days. Absolutely. We've seen, you know, a Kyle Lowry who's been a lot more active. He had 17 points last night. I mean, bam. Uh, you know, and and I believe, you know, Danny said at the beginning of the season, Bam had to, you know, play the leading role here. And I think you're saying it too. You know, this was a game where playing against Jaron Jackson, who got picked for, you know, to represent the United States I mean, what in the a World beast. Cup over him, you know, and he shows up. I mean, Jaron Jackson, played, you know, he balled, but hey, Bam, 30 and 11 yesterday, 30 and 11, you know, Jaron Jackson ended with 28 and four. So, Hey, Bam showed up the day you know, aware he had to show up against a guy. Just like you said, man, you nailed it on the head. You yeah. know, he shows up for those games, and and again, it's no no, it's not a bang on his character. It just goes to show that you know when when you know the big game is there, he plays with a chip on his shoulder, and that's the type of Bam you want to see. That's the type of player that you want on your roster, right?
0: Oh, most definitely. I mean, look, at the end of the day, he did sort of you know he played his ass off yesterday, and then jaron jackson you know with the highest amount of points for his team had 28 points now he had actually a pretty decent contribution from other players marcus smart had 11 aldama had 12 uh biombo had nine and with 10 rebounds you know there was sort of a, a a decent contribution from the players on the grizzlies uh but talking a little bit about the heat and richard thank you for the comment you know we're trying to do the best that we can and uh, and, and if you haven't done so, Richard or anybody else watching, go ahead and like and subscribe. Come on, it's two clicks away
1: with the thumb, baby. Come on, so or, or the index, you know, you never know,
0: or the index, yeah. So, uh, talking a little bit about the heat and their performance in yesterday's game, this is where you talked about where Adebayo had the 30 and uh, and 11, and you know, he contributed very, very well. And then on top of that, you have contributions from Highsmith with 14 points. You have Kyle Lowry that had 17 points. Eh, I mean, Kyle Lowry. I don't know. He he. From the from the plays that I saw, I didn't really see him super comfortable. Jaques Triple J had a good contribution, 11 points. He had four out of five with his field goals, one for one on the three point line. Uh, so for me, yesterday's game was a pretty nice way of showing how you can play without hero you know the only question is and we're probably going to get a little bit into it you know in a couple minutes about what the future is going to look like in terms of the remainder of the games but watching the game yesterday solana how did you feel about how we played i mean you covered it a little bit you know we could have beat them with our second team but you know it's not something i imagine you were too worried about right
1: No, 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 definitely not, definitely not. But, again, I I think we just got a strong, strong outing from the entire team. I mean, I know you mentioned Lowry with 17 points. Yeah, I mean, it was a quiet 17 points. But, look, he did the same thing in the Lakers game. In the Lakers game, you know, sometimes you question, you know, why is this guy out there in the fourth quarter? And then he makes a pass. He makes a pass. that It's like, okay, maybe that's why. Now I get it. There's nobody else on the roster. Exactly, they can make that pass. Look, he's going to have to step up. You know, in Hero's absence, Bam, huge game again, you know, two huge games in a row, almost, you know, a a, a triple double, a 30 point game. So he seems to be getting into his, you know, I'm going to, you know, be Mr. Bam, you know, I'm going to be Mr. Hulk on the court. You know, he seems to just be getting into his superhero mode, which is fantastic. And this that's what this team needs, especially with Tyler Hero going to be out. The other one that you know we didn't mention, and I, and I want to point it out, Haywood Highsmith. Since he's yes. gotten back from his injury, Haywood Highsmith has been Haywood on Smith. Haywood yes. has been on the entire time, defense, rebounding the ball, making the right pass, and the biggest improvement for him, especially for me, that I'm surprised, his three-pointing. Wow, yeah. he has been a lot more efficient this year on you know, on that three-point line than he has been in the past. And that's something that is, you know, he, I, I think that really comes from, and I don't want to shove it down your throat, Chris, and the and the viewers, but it comes from the Heat culture. If you notice, players every single year that are in the Heat, you know, culture or within, you know, this organization seem to develop a new skill or something new every year. I know I'm killing you, man, but it's the truth, man. It's the truth. truth it hurts. is. It- and look, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing
0: with you. That he have something, okay? It's, it's, I, they got the, the heat have something. We have something in our, in our DNA of this, this culture, this sort of like, you know, thing that's like takes over internally. And like I said, it's, it's sort of an intangible thing that we hold. But Highsmith is actually one of the players that, to me, I was looking forward to, you know, his progression in the season, his development in the season, and I thought that he would make. a a big impact this year. And the one thing that you did mention, which I I kind of lost in the sauce, is that Kyle Lowry, he's been more efficient since the last episode that we had. And that's the one thing that at least me personally, I asked for because he's putting in so many minutes and he wasn't contributing as much. And so now within the last three games, you start to see the contribution because he had the 17 points, but he also had nine assists. So you're talking about if he's putting himself in positions where he's not the only one scoring, he's helping others and contributing to scoring. I'll take that. Kyle Lowry, you're putting 34 minutes on the, on the floor and you're giving me 17 and nine. Give me that two out of three games and we're good for the rest of the season. I'll take that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. But you also got to remember, Chris, you know. uh, You know, Kyle Lowry was the fourth option on this team, you know, behind Jimmy Butler, behind Tyler Hero, behind Bam Adebayo, and then Kyle Lowry. So we can't expect him to be getting 17-9 as a fourth option. Now with Tyler Hero out, he has a chance to, you know, possibly, you know, fill in some of those shoes. Maybe you're going to get 15-16 from him, and you're going to get the other 10 from, like, a Triple J or from a Duncan Robinson. You know what? So you're going to have to find a Exactly, you you know, if you're Spo, you know, in the coaching staff, you're gonna have to find these 25 points that Tyler was getting for you a night from somewhere else, and it's gonna have to come from Tyler or sorry, from Kyle and you know some of the bench. There's nowhere else it's gonna come from. You know, Jimmy's giving you everything he has. Jimmy's Jimmy, and and Bam's giving you everything he's got too. So you know that 25 points is gonna have to come from the rest of the team. Yeah.
0: And, I, and I, could, I could see that. Look, I mean, Kyle Lowry, I'm not expecting him to have, like, MVP caliber sort of a, a games or season, right? But at least with Kyle Lowry, and and maybe I, I just hold the point guard position a little higher than, than the other positions, but, like, you're essentially the brains and the quarterback of this team, right? I mean, you have Jimmy Butler, you have Bam Adebayo, you have Tyler Hero, but, like, it starts with the point guard. At least that's how I've always thought of this of this game. And so when you talk about having Kyle Lowry contribute like the way that he did against the Grizzlies, like I said, I'll take that nine times out of ten. But when you have him not contribute in the same fashion, that's when you're going to have not just myself, but a lot of people that are Heat fans just kind of look at this and say – Kyle Lowry, man, what the hell's going on? Are we gonna have to start imp- implementing other point guards to take away may- maybe seven to ten minutes of your of your of your play? So, but the good thing is, is that he's on the rise, and it's in perfect time though, Solana, because we got three games coming across the line, and we're sitting at five hundred, just like Danny predicted. We went three and zero. We're four and four. And now we got three games left until our next show, which is next Thursday, guys. And that would be all-away games. And that's going to be against the Hawks on Saturday. It's going to be against the Spurs on uh, Sunday. And then it's going to be against the Hornets on Tuesday.
1: And that'll be an an in-season tournament game, the Tuesday game against the Hornets.
0: Yes, that would be crazy. So, So my good friend... What do you think is going to happen within the next three games, all away games and one in season tournament game? Three and oh, three and oh. Ooh. You know what? I forgot also is that last podcast that we did last episode. You said, if we go three and oh, there's going to be some tickets coming out.
1: I did. I did. And there will be, like I said, there there will be some tickets coming out for, uh, for a game for this year. We'll, uh, We'll uh, we'll get together as a team and we'll uh, we'll pick some tickets here, and uh, we'll uh, we'll do a little little giveaway on the next episode. How about that? Well, uh... now,
0: yeah, I'm totally down for that. I'm totally down for that.
1: We'll have to talk to Danny to uh to to uh, to get the word out. We'll, we'll talk to Danny yeah. to get the word out, and uh, and we'll, we'll we'll let you all know so uh, so we can get you out to a future game here. Yeah, man. So we're gonna look. I'm gonna tell you this much.
0: I would agree with you and say 3-0, but I don't know if you know this, Solana, but there's a guy that's on the Spurs, which is Victor Wembanyama. okay, which happens to be the next coming of Wilt Chamberlain and Steph Curry combined, apparently, and I don't know if I see us beating them. I'll tell you this much. I can't wait to see Bam out of play against
1: this guy. I can't Look, wait. I pulled, uh, and and that's why the only reason I said three and zero. Bam's got to play, I believe. Clint, yeah, Clint, Clint Capella, Wemby, and then I forget who the center is for 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 Charlotte, but I think we should just beat Charlotte anyways. But I'm yeah. really looking forward to that Bam Wemby matchup. I'm, I mean, I've seen a couple games Wemby playing, and he is an interesting guy, man. He looks like a character from Space Jam just playing basketball. I mean, it's weird. He's a cheat
0: code. He's a cheat code, bro. I mean, he had in his last three games, I'm looking at it. So against the Raptors on the fifth, he went 20 points and he had nine rebounds and he had five blocks. Against the Pacers, he had 13 points. 10 rebounds, and two blocks. Against the Knicks, he had 14 points, nine rebounds, and a block. And the minutes that he's putting in is 38 against the Raptors, 21 against the Pacers, and 30 against the Knicks. So he's averaging somewhere around like 28, 29 minutes a game so far in the regular season, which isn't an entire game. But when he's putting in minutes, he's pretty effective.
1: Oh, no, for sure. And I bet you is. I bet you his uh what is it the, the the stat they do the uh 40 minutes or whatever, 40 minutes a game, you know, if you were to yeah. average it all out, I guarantee you he's probably averaging somewhere like in the high 20s to low 30s, maybe like 15, 16 rebounds. So I mean, yeah, his yeah. his 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 statistics are probably off the page. Um, but he's he's a freak, man. But look, man, we we're seeing a lot of these European you know, freakish kind of players just kind of come out of nowhere. You know, you had the Greek freak come out, you know, you had next, you had Doncic, who was, you know, this, uh, you know, I guess, bigger dude, you know, a a chunky guy who can just ball up and just, you know, shoot threes from everywhere. And now you have the next, I guess, you know, the next iteration of this European, you know, the freakish players, you know, the European Monstars, I'm going to call them, because that's basically what they are. They're the monsters. And you got Wembeyanla. You know he's over here. That's he's he's just he's the the next monster. He's the Sean Bradley of the of the of Space Jam monsters. That's him. Except <laughs> super
0: except super duper skilled with the ball dribbling a lot more than Sean Bradley. Now Richard Greenberg's chiming in in the comments saying my Raptors had an interesting game against the Spurs last week. Yes, they did, and I'll tell you the Toronto Raptors are they're not bad. I mean, you know, you had a Nunobi that put up twenty four points. You had Poelt he put up 16 you got barnes put up 30 you had schroeder who put up 24 schroeder's a beast as a point guard and then you had gary Trent jr that put up 10 so like the toronto raptors are not a pushover so you're right about that richard they you know they had an interesting game and yes richard greenberg he is eight feet tall when he's playing i mean this kid is a complete cheat code and i'm gonna find the video that i saw on nba 2k where it was just like a uh him just spazzing around out around the rim after a dunk i gotta i gotta bring that up probably in the next episode so and yes, yes. the bucks the books aren't looking good rich
1: no, the Bucks are not looking good, but the Raptors, man, just like you said, I know this is a heat podcast, but I like talking ball, man. The Raptors only yes. have one bad loss all season. And that would be to the trailblazers. You know, they lost that game. Other than that, you know, you know, they've lost games where you would probably expect them to, you know, to lose to the 76ers, but they had a huge win against the books, you know, yeah. win against, you know, a huge win against the, against the Mavericks yesterday. So Hey, the Raptors, you know, are are in the thick of it with are right there with the heat, man. They're four and four. And really, if you're looking at the standings in the east, I mean, there's not a lot of games. And I know we're really early in the season, but between one and one and 15, I mean, it's five games. But really, if you really look at between one and 10, it's two and a half games. And again, it's really early in the season. But look, you got the Celtics. And the Sixers kind of just, you know, setting the tone for everybody. And, wow, weird, man. The 76ers get rid of Harden, and uh, all of a sudden they start playing some ball, man. looks like Joel Embiid has his team out there, and uh, he's having a good time, man. I'm really looking forward to uh, to when the 76ers come to town. Uh, I think we play them on Christmas. Yeah.
0: Well, let me tell you I- – I'll tell you one thing, Solana. I enjoyed the days of when the Eastern Conference – was actually really competitive, and so that's one thing that I definitely look forward to. Even though I want the Heat to sort of you know try to win it out as much as uh, as much as they can, uh, Richard Greenberg's chiming in: Harden will wreck the Clippers. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that, Richard. And Richard also the Knicks. Yes, they are very interesting, but we're not doing a Knicks podcast, Richard. Okay, because if I start talking Knicks, then everybody's just gonna shut this damn podcast
1: off. So. Nah, it I'm might gonna, get interesting if it's a you against me, but we'll see. Maybe we yeah, talk about yeah. that another day.
0: Maybe we could. Maybe we could. Uh, I'll give my prediction, all right, against the Hawks. I think we're going to take that. I think we're going to win. Uh, we might see if we can have – it's funny. I was trying to see if we can have a guess for that, but uh, too little too late. Um, against the Spurs, I think that we're going to take a loss there. And then against the Hornets, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to go two out of three the next three games – and uh, we'll be coming back six and five on next Thursday's podcast. I think that's pretty fair, and uh, and that's my prediction,
1: Solana. Hey, I'll take it, man. If you're saying that you know we're gonna go basically one loss on the road trip, you know I think any any team is gonna is gonna take that road trip any day. And uh, you know I'll take a you know I'll I'll take a three one road trip any day. But if we can make it four and zero, we can get the you know the rest of the three games. Hey, I'll take that any day as well.
0: No, for sure. And again, uh, you know, we went over predictions. We talked a little bit about what's going on in the Eastern Conference. And Solana, thank you so much for joining me tonight on the Battered Heat Fans podcast. It was phenomenal. Thank you so much.
1: Of course, man. Any day, bro. I live for this. I live for the heat.
0: And uh, for those of you that are just tuning in, Danny uh, is not here tonight because he is on vacation in Italy jet is also not here so for those of you who missed those guys sorry you got me and solana for the night but you will be seeing them next week so no worries don't go home and cry instead take your thumb or your index finger and and like and subscribe all that stuff and uh, for those of you that are listening you know online through whatever audio platform thank you guys for listening all the way to the end just do us a favor like and subscribe and you know what just for shits and giggles just comment. Heat culture, fuck you, Chris, or something like that, okay? Um, On top of that, guys, for those of you that were chiming in into the YouTube, uh, into the chat, thank you guys so much. Oh, Daniel wants to give his little hot take before he leaves. He going 2-1 in their next three games. So, eh, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. He agrees with me. And, and, hey, hey, Danny, if you were right last week, then hopefully you're right this week. And we can be able to handle business away from the crib. so
1: absolutely, absolutely. And we'll talk to you a little bit later, Danny, about about those heat uh, heat tickets that we want to give away for the for the fans here.
0: yeah, and uh, again, like I was mentioning for you for those of you that chimed into in the chat, thank you so much. Listen, uh, we do this for you guys. We love it when you guys chime in. We love it when you guys comment uh, take, do us a favor. Just take some time, like, and subscribe. It literally takes like four and a half seconds. Um, but again, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys again for listening and until the next one, have a good one. Peace.